0: Speak, the charm of May. Charm of May. Charm of May. Charm of May. Charm There will come a time on the planet Earth when science and technology will be long forgotten.
1: When wizards will rule the world.
2: This is the Arnamancy Podcast featuring Reverend Eric. Join me on an exploration of the practice, philosophy, and history of the occult, esotericism and the paranormal. Welcome to part one of the 2021 forecast episode. I am your host, Reverend Derek, and I am joined by astrologer Andrew Watt and cartomancer T. Susan Chang to use our favorite divination tools to look at the year ahead. Uh, Andrew, would you like
1: to introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. My name is Andrew Watt. You can find my website at andrewbwatt.com and all of the other places are in the upper right-hand corner. I'm either Andrew B. Watt or AB Watt on most platforms that I have any sort of presence on at all. Uh, I, You and I did the forecast episode alone last year, and I said we should really get Susan on here and do it together, and then you can have... Uh, a western massachusetts perspective on the year ahead and who knew that we were going to need that
2: i I mean western massachusetts the seat of the civilized world absolutely (laughs) Uh, they don't
0: call us the happy valley for nothing
2: well actually there's a happy valley just south of portland too i think that copycats (laughs) (laughs) Um, susie would you like to introduce yourself
0: Uh, yes, I'm T. Susan Chang. I am, uh, most of everything about me is at www.tsusanchang.com. I'm the host of the Fortune's, I'm the co-host of the Fortune's Wheelhouse podcast with Mel Moline, uh, which has a new book coming out in March. Yay! Yay! Called Tarot Deciphered, Decoding Esoteric Symbolism in Modern Tarot. That's coming out in March. Um, March 8th, I think. And I'm also (laughs) self-publishing a book like in a week or two um, called 36 Secrets. It is uh, based on, uh, it's a decanic guide to the minor arcana of terror, obviously inspired by 36 faces, the magnum opus of Austin Kopic. Um, on my website you can also find my online tarot course which is called The Living Tarot all my readings and uh, mentorship sessions and on Etsy I have my arcana cases, zodiacal perfumes, and custom astrological perfumes, and face masks for a few more months. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, everything is basically at www.tseasonchang.com.
2: Okay, great. Um, and I, uh, I'd i like to mention, so I uh, actually Susie and I are both in a new book called A Small Collection of Specialized Spreads, mm-hmm. Volume 2. Uh, I've got it for sale on my website, uh, arnamancy.com, which I assume you, dear listener, probably already know since that's how you got here. Uh, This book has over 30 unique tarot spreads by nearly 30 unique readers from around the world. And also I am, uh, I mean, depending on how proactive I am, between now and when the episode is released, I have a new four week class that I'm going to be enrolling for, enrolling students for called the Other Tri themian art, Secret Codes and Ciphers of the Wizards. Ooh. Yes, yes. I think it'll be I think it'll be good. Uh, in addition, all three of us are offering a sale on readings. Uh, you can go to our websites, which will be listed in the show notes, and use the code BIGFLUSH20 or BIGFLUSH-20 to get 20% off all divination services for a New Year's reading uh, through the last day of Twelfth Night, which is January 5th. So you can find those links in our show notes. Okay, that was all of our intro stuff, and we got done. We got through it like really, really quickly. That was professional and efficient. I I salute you guys. We had practice. Yes. Um, So now uh, let's get into the forecast. So. We're going to be oh, doing. Oh,
0: wow. Wait, I thought this was an, uh, an episode of Occultists Who Sew.
2: <laughs> Everybody, put down your sewing machines. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's next episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, uh, so, okay, we're going to do basically just like last year, we're going to do astrology and tarot for every month of the year to try and figure out uh, what you should be prepared for. Uh, last year, I think that, uh, Andrew and I were both, um, a little too optimistic, even though the year looked kind of grim in, in our readings. I don't think either of us were like, Oh, everything's going to go all to hell. So stock up on yeast and rice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, yeah, you needed your
0: all tower deck for last year. We <laughs> really,
2: really did. Um, so I'm hoping that this year, uh, Well, actually, I'm hoping that 2021 is a lot better than 2020. Uh, But also, I think that maybe we we've uh, we've all been sitting inside in our pajamas for so long that uh, we we might not be as optimistic if we get some grim stuff showing up. So, um, so we're basically uh, so Andrew's drawn up charts, and what we're gonna do is Susie's going to start by pulling a. Card And then Andrew
0: Other way around Andrew's going to start
2: Okay Andrew's going to start By describing the chart A little bit And then Susie will pull a card And then they'll talk About it a little bit And if they get too wordy I will ring the bell indicating that we cannot have the forecast be as long as the period that we are forecasting for
0: and that we should move on to the next month. Yeah, Yeah. this is the the, uh, forecast that's like a 1x map of the world. Right. (laughs)
2: You wouldn't believe where we store it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah i mean in a in a less than ideal uh, forecast setting you will finish listening to this about the time we start recording the 2022 forecast but hopefully you will be able to finish listening to this before 2021 even starts um so andrew would you like to kick us off by talking a little bit about your methodology and then just slide on into january
1: Sure. When we did this episode last year, we realized that there were already a lot of forecast episodes out there. You have a choice of a number of different episodes uh, for getting a forecast for the year. And the the priority that we decided to set was that we were going to use a technique called solar returns. So we take the position of the sun over a specific location or under a specific location. In this case, my location in Western Massachusetts at midnight on January 1st. And then we take that degree and minute and we project it sign by sign around the year. And so that's how a solar return chart gets done. Uh, Susan lives east of the Connecticut li- River I li- live west Northampton is and Springfield Massachusetts are roughly in a line so this is the chart for the meridian of Springfield and and Northampton <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're using as the uh, the baseline for for the location of this chart and I've assembled a, a downloadable PDF which is going to be available to our premium subscribers uh, on presumably on Eric's Patreon and on mine. And I don't even know if Susan has one or not, but I think it'll be does. on can, hers yes, too.
0: I can do that too. Yep,
1: yep. So that, that'll be a freebie for, for anybody. Uh, and then you, know, you can support us and you'll get access to the charts and you can look at them. Now the, the chart of Midnight has Libra as the Ascendant and specifically Libra 2, two links of a chain. So there's a sense of of a series of connections or a series of things that are building on one another in sequence here. And there's also the creative coherence of Venus that we are stitching back together that which has been separated. Venus is the queen of the year. She has overall rulership over the course of the year, but she's starting the year in Sagittarius and in the latter degrees of Sagittarius, in a position where she's just about to have to go run through the gauntlet of Pluto, Saturn, Jupiter in Capricorn and and Aquarius. And so it's, it's the young queen being supervised and bossed around by elder counselors, as we saw in season one of the crown with uh, Queen Elizabeth (laughs) II, right? She doesn't know what the rules are and somebody else is going to be forcing her through this, uh, hierarchy and tradition for the first few months of the year. and I think that's a good way of describing the opening. Uh, we all want to get back together. We all want to reunite, we all want to see one another and the powers of both law and nature are are urging us to uh, to sort of play it cautious and and follow the traditions and protocols that have already been set. In other words, it's not time to take the masks off yet, folks.
0: Right, and also something that's interesting with Venus being the ruler of the year is that uh, that decan of Libra belongs to the queen of swords in tarot. So that this gives it a particularly airy queen of swords like no bullshit, very justice oriented flavor in terms of um, the beauty of the law and the beauty of the rules and the fairness and symmetry. Uh, should I draw a card? Absolutely.
1: Me? Absolutely. All right.
0: So I've drawn one while you were talking, actually. I haven't turned it over yet. And I'm going to switch cameras so you can see.
2: I wish that I had a Dremel for this.
0: (laughs) All right. Hey, it's the Ace of Wands.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
0: (laughs) Wow.
2: This is, (laughs) that's that's amazing. That's like a super good card. Uh, I feel- And it's
0: also very like, you know, tarot being super literal about, you know, fresh starts and new beginnings, because ace of wands, besides being an ace is, you know, arguably the ace, you know, the first ace, the fire, fire being the first of the four suits in the golden dawn system and also in hermetic Kabbalah. So, you know, so what we have here is a, you know, the force of life returning, you know, the sort of let's, let's hope, the return to a normal that we recognize a sense of health reestablishing itself so i think it's really good
2: i agree that's a great start to i mean honestly the ace of wands is a great start to anything ever um yes. so it <laughs> yes, kind of makes me feel like uh, we're coming into the new year with sort of a new start uh, which also i guess i kind of get that feeling from uh, venus being the ruler too like uh Uh, In fact, will Venus be the morning star or
1: evening star? She's currently the morning star. Which
2: I think is a nice, uh, like a harbinger of happy times. Almost.
1: Yeah. The other thing that's nice about the ace of wands is that people don't know this, but we're recording this episode on the day of the first launch of the, uh, of the vaccine in the U S. And so it's the first stick. It's the, (laughs) it's the first nice it's the first punch i saw a a graphic today in a toastmasters meeting and it was the the numbers 2020 and then 2021 except the zeros had all been replaced with flattened medical masks (laughs) and the one was a syringe Mm -hmm. so grim i think this is a well it but yeah Grim, but it but at the same time here's the first stick it and the vaccine takes two sticks so this is the first stick
2: i i like that reading <laughs> i like that reading i i feel uh, already more confident than i did uh, about our 2020 um forecast although i also have difficulty remembering that long ago at this point
1: <laughs> it was a year ago actually it was more than a year ago
2: yeah but it feels like ugh. 10 it years feels ago. like a
1: decade ago. It,
2: it does. does. Yeah, it really uh, does. Well, let's uh, let's slide right on into February. I, well, I'm.
0: Um, Andrew, oh. did you want to do sort of more of a January roundup? You were saying.
1: Yeah. So Venus is the queen of the year because she's the ascendant. But we also have to pay attention in a year chart to a couple of other things. And the other thing that we want to pay attention to is. Uh, who is who's the prime minister right it's the same sort of thing in great britain you have somebody who's the sovereign but the sovereign isn't really expected to do much and every month they have a prime minister and venus here is the prime minister as well because she's the ruler of the ascendant and she's so she's the ruler of the year but she's also starting things off by trying to run things her own way but venus in sagittarius is not particularly strong this is this is Peregrine and this is making a lot of early mistakes in the rain and causing trouble for her counselors and causing trouble for the people and trying to put things back together, but making a bit of a hash of things. And I think that that's a, a probably a worthwhile message for January. We've got in the U S one president going out in another president coming in and, uh, and all of the complexities that go along with a change of administration and party. And and we also have a vaccine, which is just sort of getting launched. And the people who get stuck today with the the first vaccine aren't going to be getting the second dose until late January. So there's, there's a lot of confusion about what's possible right now. And that's that's a clear message of venus here is is running back and forth trying to cover all of the bases and leaving a lot of things undone
2: i have a question for you andrew um since venus is the ruler of the year the queen of the year are we going to be paying extra attention to venus's location uh throughout the rest of the year as well so is that something we should absolutely okay great um and Are any, what other planets are going to have a significant, like what, what, what other planets in January's chart on January 1st chart are having really significant impact? Like what's, what's looking the most friendly and the
1: most dangerous? So the, I think the most dangerous chart or most dangerous situation here is the, is the separating square between um between Venus and Uranus, not Uranus, Neptune. And and the challenge here is that Neptune is in the sixth house, which has to do with both illness and the prevention of illness. Mm. And, yeah. and that uh, that's in the middle decan called the net. Ooh. I love these names that are so evocative that Austin Coppick came up with, and his book is coming out pretty soon in second the edition. Second edition, it's yeah. Worth worthwhile but that net suggests that there's going to be this effort to cohere and connect on the part of Venus and, uh, to dissolve and separate on the part of Neptune and the internet is going to be the medium for that disconnection. And that's a, that's a thing to be watching for is, is false news. So that's, that's sort of the unfavorable connection as far as the favorable one. If we think about saturn as being the natural law and jupiter as being the um as being the the political law both of those are currently in aquarius and both of them are in a a trine not a trine a sextile by house uh to venus and so there's a a fair bit of favor there with both law and and sort of the rules of nature supporting this idea that it's it's going to be time to get back together sometime this year just maybe not right away we should also pay attention to the moon and the moon is in the spotlight uh which is the first decan of leo ah and and so that's That this is a thing that we're going to see that this is a waning moon this is a moon that is trying to finish out or complete the cycle it's had its high point it's had its public moment in the sun literally and now it's trying to get back to darkness get out of the spotlight and close things down and finish out some cycles this year
2: okay so those are things that those are things that will sort of echo throughout the year so we can sort of come back to them Okay, now and
0: uh, January, cards.
2: Yeah, and January the, card, yeah, January and the Ace of Wands, possibly. <laughs> I, I can't even think of a better card to to start January with. Like that's that's great. Okay, now we're we have to move into February, or we will never finish. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> enough. Um, okay, so uh, Andrew, what's happening on February? So when when does the uh, return happen? When do, when is this chart for?
1: so this is the chart from uh for january 30th at about not quite 11 a.m and our venus in this chart has moved from the end of sagittarius into the end of capricorn and it has just come past its uh its conjunction with pluto and it's in the last decan of capricorn so it's it's the it's the queen who's gotten control over the nastiest and meanest of her counselors or advisors and, and is starting to find her feet. And, uh, but she's still got the two big ones of, of Saturn and Jupiter coming up. She is in, uh, I have a note here.
2: The ninth house.
1: Yeah. She's in the ninth house, but she's also just past the, the uh, conjunction with the midheaven. Right. So mm-hmm. overall, this is the, the queen starting to shine and take charge. Okay. And, uh, and so we'll see some early successes from Venus in terms of cohering and connecting the, the moon this month is in the 13th mansion, which is a place of extreme sensuality. So, uh, and it's also in the fifth house. Like this looks like a lot of fun. Treat this as a celebratory time to get with somebody and and have a little bit of uh, bedroom time.
2: <laughs> are are you? Is this a suggestion for? Um, like, will will we start to see some of the uh, like social restrictions and uh, and stuff start to lessen by February? Is that what it's saying, or just I, the- I think. Th- I We're think that there be...
1: is going to be some of that lessening of, of those kinds of strictures. And I also think that people who've been feeling a fair bit of anxiety, whether economic or health wise, are going to be feeling like, okay, it's, you know, there are enough good signs that I'm starting to feel frisky again. Uh, the 13th Mansion is, is generally a, a sign of pleasure, but it's also an indicator of children. Like trying, if if you've been delaying trying to get pregnancy, February might be a good time to start doing that again. I mean, know your own limitations and your own boundaries and have a plan, but it might be favorable.
2: All right. And let's get a card for February.
0: All right. Let's see. What have we got here? Wheel of Fortune. So far, so good. So, so. far, so. good. <laughs> <laughs> that only works
2: if you're listening yeah. to the guy who's jumped out of the building, every window down. Somebody, oh, so far, so good. So far,
0: so good. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, because uh, because the Wheel of Fortune is associated with Jupiter, the Greater Benefic, and we tend to read it as being fortunes on the upswing as opposed to just the vagaries and volatility of fortune and anything might happen and being scared of that it generally tends to be a card of um of optimism of really looking ahead as you know which i can imagine being the case as people are this is february people an increasing number of people are starting to get the vaccine at this point uh people are starting sort of starting to make plans for what they will do as the year unfolds. Um, there's there's just a general feeling of optimism. I would also expect with a card like this to possibly see some inflationary activity on the market. You know, just a sense of things. Um, people getting you know, with every little tiny bit of good news we got in 2020, people kind of lost their minds, and mm-hmm. I think we might see a little bit of that as well.
2: Oh, that sounds that sounds like pretty good news. Then, uh, I guess February doesn't sound super terrifying.
0: Yeah, and what's uh, the state of Jupiter? Oh, uh, yeah, Jupiter's in Aquarius here. Just well,
2: checking. it looks yeah. like we've got a thing going on where the Sun is uh, having a it's it's moving apart from its conjunction with Jupiter and Saturn, but also Jupiter and Saturn are still in uh, under the rays of the Sun, so that's kind of cool except that the sun It is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: It is it is worth saying that there's a period from about January or not January, February 7th to about set the 14th when you're going to have Saturn, Jupiter, the sun, Venus, Mercury all in Aquarius. Like stellium city. Like stellium wow. city. Wow. And And of course the moon is gonna pass through that in the middle of that period when all of those planets are already there. So the only visible planet that isn't going to be in Aquarius is going to be Mars. And Mars is gonna be square to that. So if there is a period of lockdown during February, that would be my bet is that it's going to be sort of the seventh to the 14th. Uh, And that's going to be the worst of February.
0: Oh, okay. and you know, one other thing about the Wheel of Fortune is that we should look at what happens to people in power during this month. Um, so the rise of, you know, of one epic and the end of the of another, I'd be very interested to see what happens as the new administ- administration kind of comes into place and gets going, and also what the fortunes of Trump are at that point.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I guess... Yeah. Uh, That is something, because that's just going to be 10 days after the inauguration, and uh, who who knows what's going to be happening. All right, that sounds like something to watch for. Um, Any last words about February, or should we move into March? Let's
1: Let's do March.
2: Let's do March. Okay, Andrew, give us the amazingly good news.
1: So (laughs) Venus, (laughs) this chart is good from, from March 1st to March 31st. Uh, starting from about three, 3.45 in the morning approximately. And Venus is in Pisces where she's exalted. So the queen of the year is finally in a place where everybody is honoring her. This is Venus riding on the float in the parade or in the golden carriage with cheering crowds surrounding her on both sides of the street and able to you know really ask for whatever it is that she wants which to my mind is a very good place for her to be um on the other hand her prime minister is saturn saturn is the ruler of the ascendant which is in capricorn and saturn is in the decan called the pyramid sorry he's not in the pyramid he's in uh
0: yeah that's the the ascendant
1: yeah the it's ascendant the is in the pyramid and saturn is in the mark of exile so Susie was saying, you know, what happens to the person who goes into exile? And, and the answer is, there's an attempt, it looks, this looks like an attempt to rule from exile. This looks like an attempt to, to rule from, from a place of distance. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and that has interesting implications. Now, the, the moon is uh, in the 15th mansion, which is part of Libra. And this is a, a place of the completion of desires. So a lot of people have been really hoping for the election. A lot of people have been really worried about the electoral college. A lot of people have been waiting for the the inauguration to take place. And March probably begins to feel like breathe a sigh of relief things are going to start returning to something resembling normalcy that's
2: Let's my hope that's so. my noise of not believing that normalcy will ever return but <laughs> 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 all right susie give us the right. tarot card
0: here we go oh my god it's the high priestess uh,
2: high priestess
0: yeah yeah, this is really interesting because, okay, here we have another major. This is the major of the moon. And it suggests also that a lot is happening behind the scenes. The high priestess tends to, you know, she's very quiet. She's got her hidden Torah scroll. She's got, you know, to me, I think there's going to be a lot of policy work happening, a lot of sort of infrastructural um, legislative stuff that's going on that will play out over the rest of the year, uh, but which may not be immediately visible in March itself. I don't think we're, you know, (laughs) going to be in our come out, come out, wherever you are phase by March. I think we're still going to be somewhat veiled as the high priestess tends to be and, um, and, and still wary as well
1: okay that, that feels right. I mean mm-hmm. I I didn't mention this but we've got Saturn and Jupiter in the second house in Aquarius so there's a sense of of the forces of of law and nature wrestling over what our finances look like that feels like a continuing market upswing but continuing economic stagnation. What was it that Biden said I think he called it a k-shaped recovery <laughs> yes. Exactly yeah. it was a terrible line, but it was nice to hear somebody in a position of power actually describe it that way, as opposed to a rising tide lifts all boats this is uh this is this continuing separation of of rich and poor april
0: yeah. i oh wait, hold on oh other thing okay. about the high priestess. I think is that it's also going to be an introspective period, so you know I think there's also going to be some self Examination, um, some inquiry into the past. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's sort of governmental um, action and oversight. You know, uh, looking over what may have gone on before. A
2: little bit of. It's uh, definitely
0: a you know internal kind of a thing going on.
2: Right, sort of a frolicking in the garden of pomegranates.
0: (laughs) I don't know about frolicking.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the. the notion of stuff being veiled in the high priestess, though, is worth considering in terms yeah. of the astrology chart, too, because we, planets in the March chart that we're looking at are below the horizon.
0: Yes. So, yes, so there is right. that
1: sense of, of things being veiled or hidden or happening in the private realm rather than the public realm. So there's, yes.
0: Yes. there's yeah, a the woman moon, in the high. public
1: space in a prominent role but a whole lot of decisions are being made behind the scenes.
0: That makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. In fact, in fact, Andrew, the, the 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 moon is the only the only traditional planet above the horizon on that chart if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, in fact, she's the only planet of any kind above the horizon. You've got yeah. Pluto just under the ascendant in in Capricorn. And then the last actual planet is Mars and Taurus, which is in the fifth house. So there's, there's no planets except, except the moon in the night sky that day.
0: Furthermore, this is a night chart. So she's yeah. the luminary of sect.
1: And she's reigning supreme over all of the other powers.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is really all about the moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And she's going to be pretty bright too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, OK well now shall we move to april
1: yes absolutely
2: all right let's hear what
1: we got so again venus is our queen of the year she's the one who's in overall charge at this point of the year she is in aries she's moved out of pisces and she's in a place where she is in detriment i tend to think of um scorpio as when a woman is in a traditionally male space where she feels uncomfortable uh the image that i use is um the woman in the red dress in the men's locker room
0: Uh, we're talking aries yes no no
1: i'm talking about scorpio but when she's in aries she Mm -hmm. is a woman operating in a supremely confident way in a job that another that a man thinks should be hers or his Mm. right Mm. so it's it's this female CEO or the CFO who's running the, the mm-hmm. company because she's competent. And then there's a whole bunch of guys who are mansplaining and trying to take her down. Like that's the image that I play with to describe her discomfort in those two places. So Venus is is, you know, demonstrating competence in the realm of Aries, but also has to watch her back because there's a whole lot of people who are trying to make her miserable. But she's also, again, this month functioning as her own prime minister, because the ascendant is in Taurus, and just above the ascendant, we've got Uranus, the revolutionary force, the the inventive force that overturns or reshapes or recreates. So this is Venus as the queen of the year facing a significant challenge to her authority or her responsibility from from the popular or from the the wider common perception. Um, somebody who isn't, who, who has the chops to be in the job, but a lot of people think she doesn't belong there. So this chart is the reverse of the March chart, right? It's all of the planets above the horizon, except Mars.
0: Mm, right.
1: And, uh, and Venus is struggling against a whole lot of other public forces trying to figure out, what it is that should be done. And she is hidden behind the sun. She's under the beams. So the sun is hugely powerful in this chart and she's not very powerful at all.
2: But the, it's a separating conjunction, right? Like Venus is moving away from the sun yeah. there? Okay.
1: Venus is moving away from the sun. So she, she is going to get stronger over time. But at the moment, she's in the process of changing from being a morning star to being an evening star. She'll be more comfortable in a month or so, but at the moment, this is a this is a rough patch.
2: Oh, so actually, oh, okay, that actually might be an approaching conjunction then, or a what do they call the opposite of a separating conjunction? An applying conjunction.
1: An applying <laughs> conjunction. I, I
2: know my astrology vocabularies. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, what's interesting about that uh, Aries two is the ascendant is that. Uh, speaking of Venus, the um, that is the decan of the Queen of Wands. So when you talk about, you know, this woman who's very much in a man's world, that's the Queen of Wands. She has that kind of uh, sort of take charge attitude. Sometimes people will describe her as overly aggressive because they tend to do that about women who are in those positions. But uh, but it's, um, it's interesting to kind of, we started at the beginning of the year with the Queen of Swords image and here we're kind of switching over to the other um outward facing queen
1: yeah and the the middle decan of aries is also in austin's language is the crown so this is the woman who's who's literally putting on the emblems of sovereignty
0: yes
1: and uh and you know rubbing your face in the in the fact that you're the queen
2: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I was Indeed. I was I misspoke. That is a separating conjunction. I uh, so so Venus. Yeah, is, is a already separating already in conjunction. Like, yes, like barely switched to being the evening star position. At
1: yeah, Venus. the Kazemi. The moment when when the Venus and the Sun are directly on top of one another has just passed. We're right. two degrees like, past that moment. Like
2: maybe just three days before. Right. Okay. Cool. Um. Okay. Are we ready for? Yeah. The card.
0: Let's have a look. It is the seven of cups, (laughs) (laughs) which is interesting because talking about, you were just talking about Venus and Scorpio at the very beginning, and that is uh, Venus and Scorpio, third decan of Scorpio, uh, Venus, and which I like to call, I call that decan mortal beauty. There's a sort of eros thanatos kind of aspect to that. Uh, and it's it's definitely <laughs> we're 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 definitely getting to the um, the castle in the sky section of the year where people are starting to dream and you know have their escapist fantasies of all the places they're going to travel to now that they can travel or they're thinking about it and they are probably getting a little bit beyond what is reasonable and realistic. Um, however, I would expect a real creative upwelling to come out of this period. So the, the upside of this card is that, it I call it the card of the artist. It is a source of inspiration and alchemy for uh, taking difficult experiences like what everyone has been through and turning it into art. On the other hand, it can be um, a little detached from reality.
2: Do you think this you, might indicate a period where uh like folks are finally maybe allowed to leave their homes in mass or maybe we might even see our first mass gatherings by people who were like really nervous about this stuff um or are, you know like people who are really nervous about this stuff now where
0: I think it's possible.
2: Okay, that might be yeah, kind of cool. Think
0: it's possible. Mhm. Mhm. I you know I think I think we're going to see some recklessness too.
2: Um, oh i feel like that's just a yeah. human thing that's just par for the course
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's
1: it's worth noting that at this at the moment of the chart which is actually on march 31st rather than on april 1st mm, that that that's the moon wild. is t- is less than 24 hours away from being in the the decan represented by the seven of cups which is the third decan of scorpio so in the first 24 hours of the chart Mm -hmm. the moon is going to shift into that space and so she's she's going to be moving i think from the 18th to the 19th mansions of the moon so she's going from this place of medicine and healing Mm -hmm. into a uh into a place of precautionary measures the 19th right. Mansion is about precautions. The 18th Mansion is about uh, restoration of health. So, this looks a whole lot like what you were saying of uh, over exuberance or or rushing a little bit too fast. the The Moon is saying we're not there yet. Keep keep working on the healing, uh, even as people are rushing forward into their into what whatever comes after COVID.
0: Exactly. And with the moon in fall and Venus in detriment, I think, you know, they're not as able to afford what we might look for from them. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And, uh, and Mars is in a, is in a very favorable position relative to both of his own signs. Right. So this is a case of, of the prime minister who in this case is Venus. Um, not keeping as good control over her own ministers as she should
0: yeah and overall given the cards we've gotten so far this one looks the diciest to me you know this is the this is the sketchy looking month to me
2: Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree with that um I we're making really good time you guys uh, when we were planning this episode out all of us were like oh we all love to talk so much this is gonna we're gonna have like an hour and a half um, <laughs> so uh, well I that, which is good that means when we get to uh, June we'll have a little bit of time to sort of sum up the first half of the year um, but good. is there anything else before we move
1: into May
0: not on my part
1: uh, from from in terms of the April chart, the quote-unquote April chart, which runs from March 31st to April 30th, the thing that I notice is that again we're in a in a chart which, in a mon, in the mundane or judicial sense, has a whole lot of stuff happening in public rather than a whole lot of stuff happening in in private. The the sort of top half of the first house over to the seventh house top half the the sort of visible part of the sky has got something in every single house
2: mm, uh, that's true and,
1: and so this mm. is a this is a period of high activity and a lot of public activity a lot of stuff is happening out in public what you see is what you get there's this underlying current of violence around economic matters suggested by mars in gemini in the second house conjunct the north node or not not exactly conjunct the north node but but recently passed a separating conjunction mm-hmm. so there is this sense of things being out of order or a certain amount of seething resentment under the surface but mostly in april what we see is what we get okay that Belie- sounds pretty good bel- believe what people are telling you when they tell it to you in public got it
2: uh that I think bodes well for how <laughs> for how things have been going. Uh, I'm really but I guess... looking
0: forward to seeing what, what all of the artists and singers and musicians and actors have been doing in quarantine because I think that, you know, the the zeitgeist of the quarantine will be appearing in the culture at around this time. I think so
2: too. I mean, I think you're starting to see a little bit of that already, but mm-hmm. um it'll mm-hmm. be I think that, uh, you know, the shock, coming out of that period of shock of, like, being all locked in and everybody being able to collaborate more fully together is probably going to produce a lot of incredible stuff. Um, Plus, everybody has new skills now. We've all learned how to like crochet and knit our own socks and bake bread, and like we're all ready.
1: Yeah, more sourdough has been produced in this past year than any time since the invention of sliced oh bread. Oh, God. Yeah. More counts
0: have been gained.
1: <laughs> the entire world is
2: just like the entire country has just uh, gotten chubbier and increased the uh, diversity of its weird biome. <laughs> yes, some
0: very creative haircuts happening. <laughs> Absolutely,
2: <laughs> my beard has—I uh, don't think ever been this big.
1: <laughs> All right, let's. I, I even tried growing a beard in in November this year. No shave November. Yeah, and, and it turns no. out I can't grow any more beard than I've currently got. So, uh,
0: <laughs> well, neither can I. So don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, when it comes to, what would that be? Uh, here's Sue Mancy.
1: <laughs> Divination by body hair.
2: <laughs> here's
1: Sue Mancy. <laughs> we found your new secret Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: um, let's uh, Let's move on to May and see what May has to
1: bring us all right may runs from quote unquote april 30th until june 1st and uh venus is still the queen of the year she's now in taurus so she's in charge of her own sign but she's cadent so she's in the sixth house that is uh both illness and the prevention of illness and she's mm, she's in sort of a loose conjunction with the sun with uh on one side and mercury on the other that's I, I'm stretching it to call it a conjunction. The sun is at 10, Venus is at 20, and uh, Mercury is at 24. But they're sort of in this, in this fairly uh, interesting spread. And all of, so all of them, I think, are working on trying to bring about health and well-being. The ascendant is the prime minister is in Sagittarius, so jupiter is the ruler of the year or is the ruler of the month he's the prime minister and damn it he's still in aquarius later this month he'll be shifting into pisces and things get to be a whole lot better but he's starting out under the thumb of saturn and saturn is saying nope not yet slow down you move too fast um, Got to make the moment last.
0: Got to make the moment last. Oh, <laughs>
2: we all just showed our age. Got to right Simonize there. this. Oh my God, right? We're so
0: old. We're so old. We're so this old.
2: Is... I was going to introduce but... myself at the beginning of the episode as the uh, the peppy young host and moderator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jupiter is in the deckhand called the Knot. And so I think there's a sense of untangling the legal issues that have arisen from COVID and, uh, and, and beginning the process of figuring out how this goes and, and how it gets solved. I mean, I belong to a couple of uh, volunteer organizations and they have essentially not met since March, not because they're afraid of getting the illness, but because they are afraid of the legal liability. And I think that this is figuring out the the legal liability and trying to untangle uh, who bears responsibility for who gets sick and who has to pay for it. The, uh, the moon since the beginning in all of these ingress, in all of these solar return lunar return charts that we've been looking at has always been waning. Uh, it's always moving towards the dark of the moon. And here she is in the 22nd mansion and this is about escape from limitation. So I think that this is a lot of lifting up of the, the lockdowns and widening the the places and, and paces at which we can go. And, uh, and we are seeing the breakup of quarantines and the gradual lifting of restrictions.
0: Yeah, and this is another one of those charts where Mars is all alone above the horizon.
1: Yeah. And he's in the eighth house. So this may be us beginning to reckon with the number of deaths that we've had over the course of of the last year.
0: And he's in fall.
1: And Mm -hmm. he's in fall, Mm -hmm. right? So he's in a place where he's not very, where he's not merely strong, but where he's actively limited. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Do you think that we will get to have um, Valpurgisnacht parties?
0: (laughs) Have we done that before?
1: (laughs) Uh, I feel like Are you we coming have? to Massachusetts? You're welcome to come to Massachusetts. <laughs> is travel we can, gonna, uh, we can find a suitable mountain. How's how
2: you guys don't have mountains. <laughs> we have well, not like your mountains. Okay. Um <laughs> uh, uh, but but what is a uh, what is tra- actually that's a good good uh, question that we're this far into the year like what does travel look like at this point? Do we have any planets... Uh, in indicating that travel is going to be
1: good or bad or possible Well, with
0: a sag ascendant you know mm-hmm. it's That's, not impossible
1: it's it's not impossible um okay. the th- what S- susan what is the the card for the third decan of sagittarius
0: it's the for the third because yeah. I think it's, uh, oh, yes, you're right. It's the Ten of Wands. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's I call uh, that the weight of the world. Yeah. yeah that's,
2: so- I mean, the Ten of Wands, I always sort of interpret that as the place where um, all of your exciting ideas have to deal with the fact that, like, ideas turning material is a pain in the butt.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like it's the it's the conclusion of the the wand suit, which is a suit of ambition. So what we find here is like the making of the legend, but all of the burdens that go with that. All of the you know the the heavy lies the head kind of a thing. Yeah, it's you
2: literally know. the chop wood, carry water card.
0: It's it's really heavy, and it's also like I often use the. Uh, archer metaphor for those eight nine and ten wands where the eight is the speed of the arrow and the nine is the strength of the archer and you know what the ten is it's when the arrow hits the target it's the striking of the target so you know it's 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 great if you hit it but also something dies
1: and and it also means that you have to go out and collect all of your arrows and bring them back again (laughs) and carry them around in a big
0: bundle on your back um, are in front of you in the least ergonomic way possible. Exactly. I,
1: I hadn't noticed this before, but it's also worth noting that um, that Mars mm-hmm. and the Moon are opposed to one another in this chart. It's a separating conjunct, a separating opposition. But
0: yeah, and they're both they're both they're, in bad they're both
1: debilitated, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Mars is being actively hampered in in Cancer, but um, but the Moon is in Capricorn, so she's in mm-hmm. fall and uh, or detriment. she's in detriment and detriment, yeah. and she's she's not in a she's not in a f- very favorable position here to assist us. Mm-hmm. So this looks like again the question of who pays for covid. It's expensive. Uh it's been expensive. It's caused a lot of economic hardship to for people and who who pays?
2: My mm-hmm. um my prediction as a, as a citizen of the United States of America is that the um middle class and lower will pay. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just, uh, you know, that's
0: not even a guess. Eric. (laughs) No, I,
2: I support the capitalist regime and I, in all of its ways, don't, don't come after me. Um, uh, all right, Susie, let's get the card for realsies. I hope it's the 10 of wands. That would be spooky.
0: The (laughs) 10. (laughs) <laughs> which is funny because mars that's mars yeah which we've been just been talking about um yeah this is this is terrible this is um this to me looks like you know the consequences of what we were doing in the last month when we got ahead of ourselves and suddenly we have we are reaping the karmic harvest from those poor decisions
1: so we um, thought everything was fine and it turns out that it's not
0: it's not. It's not. Um, I mean, I think. Yeah, it looks to me like you know we are going to be um, dealing with the the tower tends to deal with things that have been building up for a long time, and uh, and are now coming to fruition in. All of the most negative and stressful possible ways. So I I feel like this is financial. I feel like this is um, both at the larger level, you know, in terms of the domestic economy, but also in terms of people's household economies. I think that there's, um, you know, people have been living on borrowed time or borrowed resources. uh, And I think that, you know, this is, this is things not 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 improving fast enough for Ooh. people to really get their lives in order
2: i can see a weird financial impact in may where you know everybody's been kind of like you know, savings hasn't been growing very much, people's finances mm-hmm. haven't been doing so well. And it's gonna be by May that we start to realize that like next summer is not is also not going to be a very big tourist season. So that could be a really, exactly. really big uh kick in the jewels for the for the economy.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean it's like the fundamentals of the economy are just as bad as they have been, you know, and it's like we've been experiencing the this sort of real reality denying numbers but i think this is where it all starts to come unraveled
2: and so we've also got like uh back to the astrology both jupiter and mercury which are both kind of economic or you know money-ish planets are both uh mm-hmm. cadence and um not in awesome spots so maybe that's kind of supporting that
1: idea mm-hmm and increasingly, I find myself thinking about Pluto as the planet of, of accumulation. Um, Eric has had a chance to read the almanac that I wrote back in November. And one of, the, one of the things that I decided to think about was that the seven visible planets of traditional astrology are, if you will, the, the tra- traditional kinds of rulers. They're aristocracy. They're the high-level merchant class. They're the kings that sort of thing. And the three um, transpersonal planets are the planets of the, of the wider population. And, and Pluto becomes this power of accumulation or this power of, of what happens when a lot of small people, a lot of very small people make decisions that wind up accumulating on top of one another. And in this chart, we've got Pluto in the second house in mm-hmm. Capricorn, uh in the decan of the throne which is what the four of pentacles
0: yeah yeah it's the bank Yep,
1: it's the bank so this is the this is the power of accumulation literally holding on to the money and not letting it flow so this looks like a cash crisis yeah so possibly
2: a rough time going into summer vacation uh, okay, we market. have- And
0: you know what else is is interesting real quick is that five draws so far, five months, we've gotten three majors, all of them planetary. That's 60% majors. Normal is 29%. So I'm just saying that the drama is not going away in 2021. Was this, <laughs> did
2: we just get to see the machinations of T. Susan Chang human spreadsheet?
0: <laughs> No, no, that that was just off the top of my head. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: Okay, so that is, I mean, that is pretty uh, interesting. We've had a lot of really significant cards. We have, and I don't think that we saw that many uh, big cards in the beginning of the year when we did our forecast last time. So it's going to be, yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's sort of interesting. I, it, it, it does make things feel. Less predictable or less uh, certain to me, though, since the big... less
0: personal agency than yeah, one yeah. might hope.
2: <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so we've got one more month before we uh, wrap up part one. So let's get into June and um, hope that uh, hope that uh, we don't have to end
1: on a cliffhanger. <laughs> 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 All right, Andrew, what does June look like? so venus again is queen of the year she's in gemini this month uh she's actually already passed through most of gemini and she's on her way into uh into cancer she's at uh what is that 28 25 28 degrees 25 minutes of gemini uh and mercury has just gone retrograde uh more or less at their conjunction a couple of days before. And this will be Mercury's second retrograde of the year? And this will be Mercury's second retrograde of the year, mm-hmm. but it's the first one that we've seen actually taking place in one of these solar return charts. And this looks like, the, if you think about Mercury's nature, he's sort of, or they are sort of aristocratic expertise, Right they're they're scientists they're bureaucrats they're doctors they're technicians of various kinds and and venus is the diplomat who just wants everybody to get along so this looks like some kind of a divergence of opinion between the technocrats who want things to go one way and the uh and the cohering powers that just want to forgive and forget and move on and can't we all just be one happy family so there's some of that energy in this chart uh, and and this is this is Mercury's signed mm-hmm. so the technocrats have the upper hand here over Venus that um, that Venus wants things to become simplified and and more beautiful and and joyous and carefree and the technocrat the technocratic energy of Of Mercury is saying "Mm, we need to do some review and we need to figure out what's going on. And I think that the expertise wins out here. That the the nature of the retrograde is we have to do a complete and thorough review of what we know and what's going on and what has gone wrong. Andrew This is also the first month in which Mars is the ascendant. So Mars is Mars is ruling. Mm. The ascendant Mars gets to be the prime minister. Now Mars is not favorably placed; he's still in Cancer. Mm-hmm. But this looks like a whole lot of of domestic upheaval and a lot of frustrations being turned inward.
2: And I believe he's also square the
1: ascendant. Uh, he is square by house. Okay. Yes.
2: Um, I was wondering if you could say anything about because uh, this is I, I'm I'm sort of curious about the. Um, what do you call the opposite of the midheaven? The unmidheaven, the, <laughs> the nadir. Ant- the the, the nid- nadir or the imum coeli. So the the imam or the nadir and uh, Venus are nearly conjunct but they are across signs. Does that t- say anything?
1: Uh it does. The if I'm reading somebody's natal chart, I tend to point to the Imam Kali as being the place where people find their their greatest fulfillment. So over the course of your life, the Imam Kaylee in a whole sign house chart can be third house, fourth house, or fifth house. It can be, mm-hmm. I want to have a favorable neighborhood and be close to extended family. That's third house. I want to be in a nuclear family and have my family of choice living under my roof. That's fourth house, fifth house. If they have children, it's investing all of your energy in your kids. Or if you don't have kids, it's investing all of your energy in your pleasures and personal pastimes. Got it. Okay. And, and so this is the question of, of Venus wanting to get everybody home. Right. Venus likes to see everybody married. Venus likes to see everybody <laughs> connected, everybody well and healthy and and home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. and And she's almost able to deliver that, but not quite.
0: The other thing that I notice about this chart is that it looks like it looks like we're going to be seeing an eclipse at some point in this month with the North Node right on the Sun there. You know, uh, I don't know what the eclipse uh, schedule is, but we, I know we're on the Gemini Sagittarius axis of eclipses, and you know, it just seems likely.
1: Yeah. Um, I, As it so happens, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew June 10th. has it all. Oh, June 10th. Okay. June 10th. June <laughs> 10th. And that'll be a uh, so lunar or. Uh, this one is a solar eclipse. Oh, the uh, mm. the uh, the May twenty sixth eclipse is a lunar eclipse.
2: Okay. Um. Well, I guess that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, and
0: Andrew, weren't you saying a couple days ago that uh, that that Gemini Sagittarius eclipses are the worst?
1: I've, I think that comes out of Mashallah. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. I I've been reading a lot of Abu Mashar and a lot of Mashallah from the Ben Dykes translations, and mm-hmm. I f- think it's Mashallah who says that the uh, that the Sagittarius Gemini axis is the worst of all six of them. Mm. So
2: well, that's thrilling. this
1: is a a particularly unfavorable one. Um, can we use bad words here?
2: Um it depends which
1: bad word did you want to use? Um Just I would like they to use hear. the I would like to use the S word. Shambhala. <laughs> no, I'd like to use the K word, Kybelian. No, wait. No, we cannot use that word. <laughs> I'll bleed. I'll that use out, the word manure instead. How okay. about that? All right. No, you can totally I, swear.
2: This is not a family-friendly
1: podcast. That's fair. Um the i happen to have the north i happen to have sagittarius rising so this this axis is occurring in my first and seventh houses Mm. um and i had a client not too long ago who also has this arrangement and they're having a nodal uh, a nodal opposition so they're having the north node on top of the south node and the south node on top of the north node so they are um they're shitting where they eat and they're eating where they <laughs> shit they're they're in this state we call where... it the,
2: the auto centipede <laughs> 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 it's
1: just
0: but, an ouroboros <laughs> right it
1: it kind of is right it's uh, for some people who have this in their chart that's the that's the challenge that they're living with and another one of my clients has the north is having a nodal return they're having a north node conjunct the north node and the south node conjunct the south node so it's the double hunger and it is the double misery and Mm. some and at least some people who are listening to this are experiencing these two conditions. They're experiencing the shit where we eat problem or they're experiencing the, the double hunger, double misery problem. Now that doesn't apply to everybody, but I think that we're sort of experiencing this, my partner and I, to some degree because we're looking for a house and there are all sorts of challenges involved in finding and buying a house and uh, doing so in a pandemic has made things extra complicated, uh, and it it's been good for us, but it has also been painful.
2: Yeah, I can. imagine. And yeah, that sucks.
1: So, um, so this look—that's what eclipses are going to look like. And this one is passing between um, between third house of neighborhood and ninth house of travel. So this looks like more like a backing off. Or a move back towards shutdowns or limitations on long range travel.
2: Or it could mm. be that people just won't have money for long range travel or something. Yeah, it could be that, that gonna, too. Something that is going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I was sort of wondering about that. So this, this still kind of points towards travel restrictions of some sort, whether it's, yeah. whether it's economic or. Or,
0: uh, or the collapse of the airlines, you know?
1: I feel like it's about time. Yeah. <laughs> my my mother has said for 25 years, more than that probably, if God had meant for us to fly, he wouldn't have invented buses. <laughs> or trains. <laughs> <laughs> or trains. <laughs> buses is her particular line, but you, know, you um, get the idea.
2: Well, I'm going to start using that line. Do you think she would mind... <laughs> No, no. All right. I'm pretty uh, sure
1: at this point it's public domain. That's my that's my
2: new opener at the beginning of every comments. episode. If God had intended for us to fly, he wouldn't have invented trains. <laughs> What's uh, the card? Yeah, let's see the card. Yeah, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Card. Hold on, let me. I did that for myself.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right, it's the Page of Swords. Oh, All right. good, good all right so gosh very few decanic miners in this uh batch we've only seen the seven of cups but that's neither here nor there so page of swords is trying to do something and not quite succeeding trying and trying and trying this is a card of effort it is also a card of aquarius and we know that there is all kinds of uh story going on in the aquarius world Uh, at this point so you know i mean i think it's interesting over the years i've come to see the page of swords as sort of like the keeper of the magical task list you know how like when you do a working you don't get to see how the mechanics work of the result you know it's all behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you know the thing that gets that you that ten dollar bill in your pocket exactly when you need it. Anyway, so that's what the Page of Swords does, um, works behind the scenes. One of the cardamantic early meanings is like a spy or someone who's kind of like uh, an agent of some kind. So I actually think there's going to be some kind of emphasis on um, on internet activity, uh, whether that means that we're talking about uh, cyber warfare at some level or just a ramping up of surveillance because of what's been going on in terms of you know health tracking and huh. that kind of thing okay but uh but i do think that there's um there's there's there is a an effortful quality to this month i think because of the page of swords a, a sort of like you know that feeling of just constantly trying to get something done any which way you can with any resources you have at your disposal and not necessarily being able to see the fruits of that action in the moment
2: so there's a sense of frustration to the page of swords here Mm -hmm. but that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean that no progress is being made you just might not see it in june
0: Exactly, okay. exactly, and it's it's all theoretical. it's flying on instruments, this is air, this is swords, so you know it's right, doing right. the 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 um blueprint work that you have to do,
2: so I guess overall may may and June uh there's a little bit of there are some questions, some trouble that might be happening in May and June, so that's oh yeah, we don't well, necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, may is worse. So we're we're not really ending this episode on a super bad cliffhanger, but we can yeah. definitely look forward to things improving in the second half of the year, uh, or it's all just going to be one ginormous flaming eternal dumpster fire in the sky. It's.
1: I don't <laughs> think it's going to be a flaming dumpster fire. I mean, I've looked at the astrology ahead, and i I think that there is some favorable stuff going on in the second half of the year but this card that susan has just drawn the the page is sort of looking to the left which i think of as in the past Mm -hmm. in my own readings and mercury is also retrograde in the chart that we're looking at so there's this sense in both of these cards of back to the drawing board or let's review the work that we've already done we've made some kind of a i don't not necessarily a mistake but we've overlooked something and we have to go back to the data
0: well yeah and in your chart actually saturn is retrograde in aquarius so that kind of makes sense yeah yeah i i think big tech is going to be a story in jul in, um Wait, do I have that right? Is that uh, retrograde or not? I'm looking at the July chart, actually. So um, nope yep, it, is, it is retrograde in Aquarius. That's still in, true.
1: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. retrograde in, uh, in the middle decan of Aquarius. Wait, which yeah. is, what are we uh, looking
2: at that's retrograde?
0: Sa- in, uh, that's Saturn. Saturn. Saturn's retrograde okay. in Aquarius, which I, I call that decan celestial navigation. There's a, uh, there's a quality of trying to solve the problem in a theoretical way
1: makes sense
2: okay yeah Um, andrew you have something
1: the moon in is also in aquarius and that's the 26th Mm. mansion which is a place of enormous benevolence and goodwill Um, oh
0: hey that's my lunar return yeah
1: some some friends of mine uh met when the moon was in the 26th mansion got and then got engaged in the 26th mansion and then got married in the 26th Mansion. And then their <laughs> son was born, uh, having, you know, grabbed onto both sides of the uterus and held on for dear life <laughs> for a good hour and a half before he let go in order to be born in the 26th mansion.
0: Oh, no kidding. Oh,
1: but it but it is a place of enormous benevolence and goodwill in the in the tradition for this sort of thing. So there is this mm-hmm. sense of friends and family uh, and sort of extended networks of, of people reaching out and helping one another. If you're experiencing any sort of cash shortage now in December, um, it would be a good, good way to start thinking about who are my friends who's on my side and, and don't worry so much about what the money is and think more about who, who are my buddies who's in my court. Right. Like, And And I
2: guess, uh, uh, you know, enormous benevolence uh, can also be on your part. So it's not necessarily about relying on other people's benevolence. You might be in a position to provide benevolence.
1: Yeah, I think that that's that's part of the chart here, as uh, this is your friends and family being benevolent to you, but it's also you engaging in a network of mutual benefit and trust.
2: I I think that's a really... That's
0: a very nice note. It is it
2: it's, a, it's a positive way to, to look at The end of the first half of the year um, Well uh, For those of you out in the audience Who are listening We will see you in exactly Seven days Same Arnamancy time Same Arnamancy channel um, <laughs> And for those of us Who are recording here In our nationwide um, Zoom studio uh, We will see each other In like as soon as we take a break. Um, But thank you for (laughs) joining us for the first half of the 2021 forecast. Um, Please make sure to check out the links in the show notes so you can get discounts, happy, happy discounts on your 2021 um, forecast readings of your own. And uh, so you can check out all of the awesome goodies that we have for sale on our websites and that we are offering in our various forms and thingamajigs. Uh, so until next week. Thank you for listening to the Arnamancy podcast. You can find me online at arnamancy.com where you can schedule a tarot reading or peruse the Arnamancy blog. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. If you like this podcast, support it for just $1 a month through Patreon at patreon.com slash arnamancy.